0: Hi everyone, this is the 50 States High Pointing Podcast and YouTube channel. What started off as a project for a communications class has turned into something that I actually love doing. I have the privilege of providing the platform for people to talk about the extraordinary things they do in the outdoors. High Pointing is the challenge of reaching the highest elevation in each of the 50 States. High Pointers don't get paid for their hobby, no one is sponsored by an outdoor company, and people fit this challenge into their everyday lives that also include careers and family. I found through these interviews that people who attempt this challenge are incredible and genuinely enjoy talking about their experiences. If you consider yourself a High Pointer and you wanna share your story on this podcast or interview, please send me an email at 50stateshighpointingpodcast at gmail.com. It has been a pleasure speaking with every High Pointer. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 50 States High Pointing Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and the High Pointer we're speaking with today is Scott from North Carolina. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Lauren.
1: Glad to be with you.
0: Yeah, glad to have you. You're our first guest from North Carolina, and this is exciting for me because that was my first High Point, so really looking forward to hearing your story. Uh. Yeah. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started in the outdoors and then ultimately what got you high yeah. pointing?
1: Uh, so, um, I guess I, I really got started. Um, yeah, you know, I've been into sports all my life, played basketball and uh, ran track and baseball and stuff like that. Never was really outdoorsy um, until I got um, a look, you know, more into my 20s and started to venturing and stuff. I, I went to Brevard college and, uh, so I did a lot of camping in and, and hiking and stuff around, uh, DuPont state forest and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, 2013, there was, a uh, this, um, extreme hike that was coming up for, uh, the cystic fibrosis foundation. And, uh, I heard about it and thought that I'd like to do some sort of challenge, you know? and uh, it was. miles on the Appalachian trail. And, uh, it was one day event. And, um, we were, uh, paired with teams. Um, there were about 70 of us that did it. And, uh, I was paired with the second team, uh, which were, um, the the runners were first, there were some runners and they went off. And then uh, I was the second team and I went with a, a good friend of mine that we had, hiked we had been hiking a little bit and training and stuff and and so we we set out uh from Davenport Gap to Hot Springs and um yeah (laughs) that was a that was a a wake-up call um I I I got out there and it was four o'clock in the morning and we started hiking and it was probably 20 degrees and the wind was coming through the ridge and I was freezing and it was pretty cool because I kind of looked back uh, at one point because we were on a pretty good pace, and I looked back and you just see all these headlamps just kind of bobbing through the, you know, the trails and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, uh, it was really cool. And then um, we uh, we got up on Max Patch there. I think that was our. We had three little stops, if you will, kind of refill stations, and I think Max Patch was one of the first ones, and that was just kind of blew my mind how amazing this, you know, vault was where you could see around. And so we finished it, Yeah. um, <laughs> Philip finished it in 10 hours and I did it in 10 and a half. I was a little bit behind him. I, he, he also has 10 years, okay. 10 years on me too, at that point. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> so we finished it and I was just like, what, what, what did I just do? You know, I, I, I was pretty okay. like, excited and I, I couldn't believe I had done this. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to put together another goal for myself and I wanted to make more of a long-term goal. So I said, you know, yeah. what can I do? And then I started looking at high points and stuff. And, um, I'd already done Mitchell, uh, with Philip training, okay. um, and, and didn't really check it off. So I actually have to go back and do that one at some point. film it. <laughs> Cause I, I film, And then, um, you know, I just kind of document my whole journey through a video. And um, so uh, I just started high pointing and um, I started um, May 2016 and it was uh, Sassafras Mountain was my first, my first one. Oh, perfect. So. So
0: Yeah. When you started high pointing, did you know that it was like a community an endeavor an activity a club, Uh, or did you think that it was just kind of something that you'd see if, you know, you could check? Yeah,
1: I I didn't know much about it um, until I really started um, doing a little more research into the stuff and uh, found out there was Mm -hmm. the high pointing club and, um, you know, and just um, finding people in general that did it. through Instagram, which I'm not on any kind of other social media other than that one, which I started about four or five years ago. And it's really kind of opened a whole big, you know, world to hiking and outdoors and, you know, anything that you love. Yeah. So, um,
0: Right. And then you mentioned that you went to Brevard College and that's a beautiful area out there, especially for hiking. I mean, that's great exposure to the outdoors. It
1: really, um, it was my, you know, being from Charlotte, it was my first time away from home. And, um, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I, I really loved the mountains. Um, and the winters were a little chilly, but, um, it, it, you know, we had a good, we had a good time. And, and so I, I think that kind of, um, really just, uh, set it into me like, man, this is, this is really cool. Like the outdoors has a, has a lot to offer.
0: It does. You're right. So, you start in 16. Now, can you walk us through your high pointing journey with some of your most memorable high points, whether they were memorable for good reasons or
1: yeah. bad reasons? Um, so <laughs> I've, I've really had, um, I've, so I've completed 21, um, and I've, I've really had great weather on mm-hmm. every one of them, which I, I'm kind of a, That's good. you know, weather, like, uh, I'm tracking it like every second and, and I, I try to yeah. plan out a hike, um, like a month in advance, maybe two. And I just do massive okay. research and um, I go on maps and I look at things and I, you know, I just, I really, um, the preparation is, is important. Um, I feel like right. so many people are like, oh, this is easy. And they go out and then they, you know, they find themselves in, in a pickle and, and you need to be prepared, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's, it's very important. So you know, learning my stuff and and then just going out and, and experiencing and it it's it's great you know it's it's a, a bit of a rush um you know when you're driving these high points and it's three o'clock in the morning and you're driving to Mount Rogers and you're like man this is going to be a great day to get there and it's just better day, you, know? <laughs> you got the ponies yeah. and it's such a cool place right. um so um I mm-hmm. think maybe uh I was in Spruce Knob, and uh, in West Virginia, and I got about three miles in, and I was at, so I also try to do five miles or more, and and, and on every peak, you know, whether it's one okay. trail or multiple trails, but I I I'd like to at least get five miles done. Um, I know That's some good. of them are, you know, short, and you can just you know like indiana when I, or ohio i just kind of walked yeah just get out of the car some yeah. roads and around the cornfields but um spruce knob i was three miles into this hike and i like severely twisted my ankle and I'm um, i'm like all right do a hike you know the three miles back and i call it a day and i just you know driven eight months mi- you know eight hours yeah. and I'm like now I'm going you know and and so I, I see these this group of people and I'm like hey um do you guys know if there's a, a creek down below because it's, it's fairly chilly out but um so I got down to this creek Judy Springs and I just sat there and just put my ankle you know in this water for like 30 minutes yeah nice. and it was great you know and I'm like all right I'm feeling awesome and I had eight more miles to go so I Oh my yeah, god, One way. Yeah, I was like, I was going to do the 11 <laughs> miles, you know? So I, um, I, I lace them up and, and hike back out and I, I do my, you know, my, my thing at the top. And, and then I get back to the parking lot and there's this lady and she's walking and she sees my ankle. I've got my shoes off. I'm trying to pack everything up in the car. And she goes, "Hun, that ankle looks pretty bad. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah i ran out of advil in my pack not prepared so that let me run back to my car and get you some and i said oh no you don't, really don't have to and no i insist you know so she ran back and got some advil and that that was great for the eight hour ride home you know for the, the right home. foot so my gas pedal and the brake you know so um it really was kind of a um all right you know this is this can happen but um you know, I I don't ever want to um to to give up, you know, I just I mean, obviously if I'm, you know, I got a broken leg or something, then I'm not going to be do it, but you know, spray ankle sure. like you gotta that. Be I'm, sensible, I'm, you know, yeah. So.
0: So now you said I get to the top, I do my thing. Mm-hmm. What is that thing? So
1: I do um a hike dedication um for every every peak um, that pertains to a person in my life, uh, either a family member or um, a, a friend, or even somebody that I've met and um, you know we've become friends. And then um, so pertain and they, and they pertain to that state. So, for instance, when I did Albert with um, my wife in. Um, uh, 2020, uh, I have an aunt and uncle and three cousins that live out in Colorado. And, um, obviously that was, you know, that was for them. And, um, and yeah. they were very skeptical that I was going to make it. Cause my, my uncle is, um, he's part of the park service. And, um, so he, uh, he said, you know, if you're not, you're not down off that mountain by five, I'm calling a, re- you know, a rescue team. And I said, I can promise you I will be down before five and I'll even call you. So, and I, that I did. Um, <laughs> Elbert was, Elbert was a fun one. Um, you know, I went it was a, it was the second hike with, with my wife. Um, I've done 19 alone and, uh, Rhode Island I did with my wife and her cousin that lives there. And then, uh, okay so, Albert, um, Meg and I did that. And, uh, you know what? It was, um, I, um, uh, I got a new, um, just a, a new feeling in my life, uh, and for her when we did that, because it just, yeah. uh, it was a great bonding moment for us. Um, we had been married already for, three years and um it was just uh I don't know it was something something really awesome that we did and um yeah, I'm so glad we did that. Uh it, it was long that's
0: really special. It was so
1: long. <laughs> yeah. You know it took it uh, I think we did it in uh eleven hours, uh ten, no, 10 and a half hours actually because we started about six thirty and we finished around four thirty. So um so, I mean, we did about 14 miles and, you know, those, right. the false summits. She was like, we're here. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> Ooh, are we? we <laughs> got a ways to go. Um, so, you know, coming back down was um, a little disheartening just because it's a little harder going down than up, I think. Because I of know, I know. the yeah. knees and the... Um, you know, just the scr- the scr- rock scrambles down the switchbacks. And, um, so it was, it was, I was ready to be done and be down once we got to the tree line and then we still sure. like three more hours.
0: No, they are not. Yeah.
1: So, but, um, you know, we got down and, and right as we're, we're walking out, I kind of, you know, grab her hand and I'm like, we go in together, we go out together. Cause you know, what? The- oh yeah. I mean, we're, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred yards from the, from the summit. And she kind of sits down and she's like, Scott, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm like, you've got this. I'm like, if if you need to rest for an hour, like take it, but it's right there. Like it is right there. And, you know, you've come all this way. We've flown in to see our family. Like if you want to go back. Uh, we'll go back and i'll come back and do it another day like that's not a problem she said no we're doing this so you know she hopped off and (laughs) and we found i was so proud of her you know it was great
0: oh that's awesome you know i had a podcast guest his name was mike and he does a lot of work in the outdoors and like teaching People. He's a minister, yeah. so he he does a lot of ministry in the outdoors because the connection that you make with people in the outdoors he has found is extra special yeah. than any other activity um, that you know you would partake in within a community setting. And there are so many things that you can learn about yourself, about others, and about life through experiences in the outdoors. Yep. I mean, it was just like the first story that you told about the 30 mile, um, AT, it's like you learned a lot about yeah. yourself, you know, and then this Albert summit was probably very pivotal in, in your relationship as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was, um, yeah, you know, she, she jokes cause you know, we'll tell, you know, we'll tell people and she's like, I think we were actually going to get divorced on that mountain <laughs> because i really hated you and i was like well don't. you know i found funny though that when she got down because you know she wasn't she's not a high pointer at all but she goes so what's number two and i'm like well i mean oh
0: she, oh, she wants to do another i think one. she might
1: want to do another one so um yeah i think we might start that and kind of plan little trips you know and and make it uh of course. Make, so I've, I've, I've finished everything on the East coast, except, um, Marcy Mansfield, uh, Frizzle, uh, Katahdin. So, uh, okay, everything, um, East coast is, is pretty much done. Um, and,
0: So you've done Mount Washington.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, and I left out Mount Washington. I haven't done Washington yet. So, okay. um, so those sticks okay. up, up there. Um, and I'll, probably do those in the next year or two um but the west is going to be a little more challenging um you know just because i drive to all my high points um i pack a car sleep in the car i've stayed at one hotel when i did um i did high point in new jersey and then i did uh Delaware and I also okay. did Fort Reno as a little extra bonus and I did that in um in
0: one day I, I think
1: I did it in like 36 hours or maybe less but yeah I, so I drove up and I went New Jersey and then came down so but I did stay in a in a hotel in like Port Jervis or something and I could see the monument you know at uh at High Point they had this monument and uh, I could see it from my hotel yeah I'm gonna be over there tomorrow, but um, yeah. So I've I've yeah. done every one except Rhode Island and and Elbert in the car, and uh, it's a little um, it's fun, but it's a little scary at the same time. Um, I park normally, and I'll go to the campgrounds in the parks, or um, I'll hit up rest stops. Um, like uh, I was in a pretty cool rest stop in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, which is uh, this. Okay. old 1800, um, mansion that they made into a rest stop. And you can go in and like, see all these cool old photos of it when it was this Victorian home. And, um, so I spent the night there Wow! and did, uh, I think that was when I was going out to, um, Arkansas and doing, um, the Arkansas? Okay. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a fun journey to do, you know, in the car and, um, but also a little, you know, a little weary sometimes too, cause I don't get the best sleep and you know, you're kind of cramped up. Sure. I've got an Al- a Subaru out, Al- well, so it's nice. I can kind of lay down and spread out. So
0: that kind of work. That helps yeah. for sure. But it's, it's, it's cool the way that you do it because you're really proving that you don't have to like take a bunch of time off of work and save up this pile of money to, you know, go around and travel and do high points possibly later down the road. That's going to be the reality. You do have to, you know, put down some money for some of these peaks, um, and, and some time certainly, but this is really, you're showing how accessible it is is.
1: from where you are. It's, it's really, um, it's right there for everybody to do. Um, You know, if, I mean, a lot of them have the drive ups, I tend to walk up and, um, but yeah, I mean, anybody can, can access them. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a good, uh, it's just a good thing for, uh, for, for yourself, you know, to go out and, and kind of enjoy, enjoy what life has to offer. Really?
0: Yeah. What have you seen throughout your travels that, uh, you've, that surprised you or that you've learned? Um,
1: I've, 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 come across a lot of, um, of great people through different little small towns and, and, um, <laughs> they often ask you know what I'm doing and cause I wear this shirt everywhere. So it's just a kid from early. Really? I wear it on every, <laughs> I thought it was just for the so podcast. <laughs> every, uh, every summit I have this on and, uh, I have That's the cool. high pointer shirt that I I'll put on and take pictures with as well. But, um, my uncle, okay. my uncle Vent from uh, from New York, got me this shirt, and so I wear it everywhere, and it's kind of a cool little thing. That's I have cool. met some some really cool people, and um, I was in um, when I did the the hike in Mississippi. I I thought it would be cool to um, go down to Tupelo, where Elvis was from, and so I yeah. took the hour drive down to Tupelo and saw his birth house, and I also found out that there was this little uh, diner that he used to go to a lot so I'm okay cool I'll go to this diner and I walk in fun. and <laughs> all the heads just like everybody in there just turned and like who's this guy you know I'm out of <laughs> town <laughs> you know it's like, I stuck out like a sore thumb so I'm all kind of you know just look ragged from hiking and I'm, you know, getting ready to drive yeah. 10 hours back to Charlotte. And so, but it, it was cool. I, I had a, had a good, a good time and got to see some cool stuff too. So I try to, I try to do that on my hikes and, um, I'll, I'll maybe plot out some, some restaurants or, you know, stuff that's maybe around in that area that, um, that people really talk about. And, and so you just kind of immerse mm-hmm. yourself in that, in that environment and, and, in those areas and, uh, and, and kind of learn from it and just and enjoy it, you know, like so, many, so right. many parts of this country have so much to offer and, uh, people are kind of just in this like bubble sometimes of their, their area and, uh, don't realize that there's, you know, it's just so much out there. Um, I mean, you get to see so much through the high points, but traveling as well. Um, you just, you see so much.
0: So are you a member of the high pointers club?
1: I am uh, I became a member think, two or three years ago cool. I haven't been to any conventions cool. yet which I'm looking forward to doing that
0: which is your favorite high point out of the ones that you've done
1: um I would have to say I'd have to say Albert and and Sp- okay and spruce knob in, in West Virginia for some reason was just, I, I, I really liked that terrain and then that area was really cool. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. I think Elbert just because it was my, it was my first 14 14er um, that, that I had ever done. So mm-hmm. I was, I was pretty, um, just blown away by the fact that I could do it. And, um, I mean, I had trained for a while to do it. Um, and I consider myself an in pretty good shape. But, um, you know, I, I, just didn't know what to expect. We were, we were out there a few days before we actually hiked. Um, and we were kind of doing some biking and some running and just kind of getting, um, getting adjusted to the, um, to the altitude, M- my aunt lives, uh, in Edwards, which is just right outside of Vale, So, um, it was about a two hour drive, okay. uh, two hour drive to to Albert um, from her house. And so we just took a couple of days to get used to everything. And and we really didn't have a problem. Uh, That's good. You know, uh, Meg would sit a few times and kind of catch her breath and, and do that stuff. But, um, you know, it was just a um, it, it was a it was a very um, eye opening experience, you know. It was it was great. I, yeah, I enjoyed it so much.
0: So, what's your next high point?
1: Um, I, I really want to do Marcy um, before the fall. Um, I have a grandmother okay. that lives in uh, Verona, New Jersey. So it's about I think it's about three hours from her house. So I was gonna maybe go and see her and spend some time with her and then go up and, and knock that out. And, um, so I, I, I'd like to say Marcy, but you know, I tried, I tried to plan, um, my, uh, my magazine mountain trip for like two years and COVID hit Mm -hmm. and I had to push it. Oh yeah. And, And then I don't, I don't know if you heard about this, but, uh, I 40 had that bridge that, um, collapsed or whatever and that was like my yeah
0: i did hear yeah, about that it was my yeah. route
1: going out there mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah. oh my gosh so um so i i chalked that um and i got that done in 2022 so uh i missed all of 2021 i didn't get anything um i i started off strong in 16 and got like six or seven and um and then a few in 2017, and then there it kind of just tapered off a little bit. But um, in 2020, I got like six or you know five or six. So I really, I was like, all right, I need to be on a certain pace. Um, the, the whole goal was to get 50 and do Denali when I was 50. Um, I'm 42 years old, so I got, oh, I got cool. eight years, but... I don't know if that's going to be obtainable. Um, It may be. um, It may not be. But I'm going to get them all done. Yeah. I mean,
0: regardless of, you know, whether or not you get 50 before 50, that is such a cool goal just to try to reach. Yeah, I just thought. Even if you get 50 after 51, that's just, that's cool.
1: I can can do 51 because Fort Reno will just, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll put denali <laughs> but yeah you know, I think it's gonna be a um it's gonna be amazing to do all these taller peaks um you know granite gannett Whitney you've done Whitney um so yeah. I, I mean um, obviously we're near and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and you know I, I think I probably waited on those just to get a little more experience um you know, can never, never yeah. hurt. Wise, yeah. Can never hurt to mm-hmm. know what you're getting yourself into. And you know, I think I. You're right. I prepared for Elbert pretty well, but I still, I could have done some things different. Um, you know, it just one of sure. those things where it was just kind of, all right, let's do this. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's. It, Getting the experience in and the training physically, that's always good. You right. know? But I think throughout doing that, you get to know yourself more. Right. And that is so important when you're on a higher peak because I've talked to so many people who were like, you know, I should have turned around. Or I'm like, I'm so glad I turned around yeah. because sometimes, you know, you can have all the motivation in the world, but you just got to know yeah. When yeah, you do. you do. I mean, um and you you get that by knowing yourself and how you perform. And uh, I don't know if you listened to this guy Dean. He was, I think, episode three. Yep. He did uh, Granite with a team, and there was one team member who said, "I don't, I don't feel I'm putting you guys in danger right. if I yeah. go up." And that kind of self awareness is huge. So, you know, and as you get to these bigger peaks, you do become part of it. Sure. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's like kind of scary too, but having that, the training and the awareness is, it, that's big.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I look forward to doing that because of the team oriented aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just I, I yeah never do them alone. Um, that's just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The team, Going mm-hmm. with the team and 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 you know you build you build off that and then you have a, a friend for life. I mean, you you do something
0: absolutely you, you do yeah. cool
1: like that and you got an automatic friend for life for sure.
0: You're right. So you talked about on Mount Albert how you trained a little bit before you did that hike by biking and doing other activities at the altitude uh, wherever you were. What equipment do you? find very useful while high pointing that maybe people wouldn't think. Right.
1: Um, so obviously I always do the pack with the, uh, the water bladder, um, you know, food and just your, your first aid gear. Um, I really, um, I really don't set out with much more than that. I take some trekking poles sometimes if, if I didn't, I didn't Mm -hmm. use, trekking poles in, um, in Elbert, um, which I, I almost kind of wish I would have. Cause it's just like having four legs, you know? Um, <laughs> but, uh,
0: I, I never yeah, thought about it like that, but like right. an
1: extra set of legs are amazing. Um, especially yeah. doing that extreme hike and, you know, we were hitting, we were, fa- we were, you were going fast, you know, those poles were a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like to to take too much. And, um, I feel like not really the bare necessities, but enough to get you by not enough to weigh you down. Um, I usually hike pretty light. Um, it was funny. I did Albert in, yeah. <laughs> I did Elbert in Nike running shoes. I kid you not. I, I have some Solomon boots and I took them with me and they were laying on, the floor of the condo. And I looked at him, and I go, you're not coming on this trip with me. <laughs> so I left back <laughs> of the house that day and I just put on my running shoes and I kind of, I, I, I was okay. I, I was kind of okay. I didn't know just how heavy they were going to be at the end, you know, <laughs> when you're walking with dead, sure. with dead legs. And so that kind of, <laughs> kind of, dumb on my part to do that but at the same time i was kind of like whoa that that kind of worked out but um yeah for Uh, sure
0: well then you always hear about people like trail running up uh, oh man
1: elbert that's crazy i was i tell you a really cool story when we were going up it's probably eight o'clock nine o'clock and there's a a guy coming down and he kind of stops in front of us and i'm like what's going on, man? And he's like, beautiful sunset this morning. I got to go hit massive. And I'm like, what? This guy is going to do Mount Massive across the way. And I was blown away wow. by the fact that this guy was just, had just done Elbert and he's going to do massive and it's eight o'clock in the morning and he's already down. And 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 wow. Meg looked at me and she's like, do you think he's going to finish? And I was like, absolutely, that guy's finishing, you know? <laughs> and, and I didn't know the story of Mount Massive um, until I got there. You know, they thought that was the high point for so long. And they actually had I heard that this festival in July, I believe, that was, they do this trek up to Mount Massive. And then I guess when the geological survey, you know, People came in and and did elbert they're like you guys have been hiking the you know not the tallest peak <laughs> so i bet a lot of people's like you know it's kind of one <laughs> <laughs> so but it was i i would like to do massive it looked it looked really neat but um you know we just mm-hmm. obviously didn't have the time that day and um boy the next day we were we were hurting we my legs were toast. Yeah. And we walked around Breckenridge and shopped all day. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> it was awful.
0: Yeah. So do you have any more memorable moments from high points or you're traveling in between high points?
1: Um of come, come across a few animals, a friend <laughs> across a bear and in uh, Brasstown Bald in Georgia and it was right, really. Yeah, it was, it was a baby cub, and it was like uh, maybe oh, I would say quarter, half a mile to the um, from the trailhead. So I end up parking, and and so I often go on Mondays or Tuesdays where nobody's there. So I'm hiking yeah. early in the morning, nobody's there. So it's usually me, and um, and it was a, a, a bit. Foggy and kind of, you know, just that misty fog, and I'm hiking, and every little rustle, I'm, you know, just looking yep. over my shoulder <laughs> and going, "All right, when's when's mom coming?" You know, and I I never did. I know that's I my see next see question. Another bear. <laughs> yeah, I never did see her. I never did see the cub again but I was sure looking over my shoulder for about 3 miles. I I was I was super scared cuz I didn't have any bear spray cuz you know it was like oh there's I mean there are bears in our you know Georgia South Carolina North Carolina but um you just kind of you don't really see them a lot but it's a little little intimidating you know. <laughs> Other than that um haven't really had any kind of crazy, um, you know, haven't broken down <laughs> knock on wood or had any kind of flat tire okay. on the road, which is great. And, uh, I've had excellent, yeah. which I can, you know, you can never, never trust mother nature. Right. But she's been good to me for, for hiking.
0: So, yeah.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. even on Albert, oh, you know, I, I, told, I told Megan, I said, you know, we can, we can hang out up here at the summit for a bit, but I think we reached the top about one o'clock or maybe before that. And I said, but we really do need to, um, you know, make it, make it quick and snappy, take some pictures and get down. Cause you know, you never know what happens and I'm, I don't want to get caught in that. And you know, you don't either. <laughs> mm. So it's, no. I mean, I've been very lucky on, on that for sure.
0: That's good. I hope it stays that Me way. Too. <laughs>
1: Me
0: too. <laughs> so, what, uh, what are the benefits of high pointing that you've seen throughout these years doing it by yourself and with your wife?
1: Um, you know, I think, I think hiking by yourself, you, uh, you really learn your limits. You learn, mm-hmm. obviously, a, a lot about yourself. Um, you know, what, what, what you, um, you know, what you strive for. Uh, and it's, um, it's rewarding. It's, it's a great, um, it's a great mental health, uh, for, you know, that being such a a big thing in society right now. I
0: agree.
1: Um, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, you know, just being out in being out in nature in general, I think, um, you know, you get connected in a different way, um, other than, mm-hmm. you know, through the television or, a, a camera or, you know, it, yeah. it, you. Know, it, I mean, it's just, it's just another experience. Um, and it's been mm-hmm. so good, um, to do, you know, the hikes with Megan too, because it's just, um, you know, it's brought us so much closer together and it's, uh, something you can enjoy and you know, you have your little, you have your little riffs and, oh my God, how long is this? You know, But, um, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you look back and you're like, man, that was awesome. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really don't think that they have the time for it, you know, like you said, and, and they don't realize that it's just kind of, it's, it's there, it's not going anywhere, but you got to make the you got to make the effort and you have to be, you know, willing to put yourself in a, in another, um, limit that you're, you know, that you might not, you might not do in, in life. So I really think it's a a benefit for, for everything. So,
0: yeah, I agree. So during all these drives that you take from North Carolina Mm -hmm. to these different high points, do you listen to any books, documentaries, or podcasts about outdoor adventure that you'd recommend to listeners? Uh,
1: you know what, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big podcast guy. I normally listen to like crime stories and stuff like that. Oh yeah, uh, but that stuff, yeah. Uh, you know, I I do kind of get into. Um, obviously, your podcast has has been awesome. I've I really really enjoyed. It. Thanks. Um, and uh, but I um, you know I've not read a, a ton of books on um on hiking or anything um I did read a book by uses Conway which uh he's from North Carolina he's kind of one of the mm-hmm. the last frontier uh, I guess if you will and he kind of um he had a little area in North Carolina called yes. yeah Turtle Turtle Creek or I think it's <laughs> yeah Oh,
0: my gosh. I read a book about yeah, you him. See, uh, oh, my gosh. Really I forgot about um,
1: him. So uh, that, yeah. that book is really cool. And there's another one that I recently saw, and it's um, about a guy who um, I think is the only guy who still has ever um, walked the perimeter of the Grand Canyon. Um, and that's uh, pretty pretty amazing wow. if you think about it because I've been to the Grand
0: it is usually you just hear about people doing the exactly. rim to rim, but not the perimeter. Yeah, He's That's done really the
1: entire exciting. perimeter, um, and I don't know how long wow. that is, but it sounds awful.
0: <laughs> I know
1: <laughs> it sounds so long, um, but yeah, wow. I, you know, I, I I look. I should probably look to more more books, and you know, it kind of opens that that new world for you, or you know, you can learn a lot from other people and, and get some tips for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can never, never not have enough tips.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you brought up Ulysses Conway because I think maybe 10 years ago, I read a book called the last American man.
1: That's it. And it was by, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was by that woman. I I think she wrote, eat, pray, love Mm -hmm. To What's her name? Uh, I don't know. know. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah, I'll I'll put it in the show notes or whatever. But um, I was just so impressed by his lifestyle. Very cool. And I remember I was like, yeah, he is somewhere in the woods in North Carolina. And I just, even when I lived in North Carolina, I didn't remember it. Right. But um, he he really is the last of his kind that we know of. Yeah. You know, he's just an off the grid um, kind of pioneer. Yeah. But not he doesn't do it for the trend. No, he, that is just how he I, lives.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's got oh, there's no machinery. He does it all hand stuff. He has so he he yeah. have students and stuff that come and help him and that stay on the property. That's right. And they will help him, you know, build houses or wells or whatever, uh, till the gardens or you know do that stuff. But I mean he you. Know, got a horse out there doing a tiller i mean that is unbelievable i I know people don't yeah people don't understand how hard that is and and you know i think if you also relate that to hiking and high pointing and you know i think a lot of people go oh you're just you know you did the high point that's cool but it takes so much more it takes it takes so much planning it takes so much it's just a lot more than what people initially see.
0: Absolutely. It is. One last thing about that book. I remember specifically he said, you know, or the author said about him, you know, he uses all these natural products. It all comes from nature, obviously. And he just does everything by hand except his plastic bucket. That's crazy. He's like, I don't know where I would be without the plastic bucket. That is just (laughs) one of the greatest inventions. (laughs) I was like, yeah actually that makes yeah. sense yeah wow. I don't know what you would do before that
1: that's so crazy yeah what a what a what a crazy
0: yeah what would you say to somebody that doesn't know about high pointing, maybe doesn't know much about the outdoors but is kind of looking for something in life um to motivate them or they're just kind of wondering about how to learn more about themselves
1: um I would say just the first thing is get up and do it. Right. I mean, yeah, it's putting yourself into gear. It's, um, it's thinking about people who can't do it, you know, people who can't, uh, people who can't walk or people who can't, um, you know, anything that um, something that somebody can't do, and you can, you should be able to, 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 to take that to the limit. Um, you should, you should Mm -hmm. push, you should push, um, you know, we only get one life and you got to live. I mean, you really have to just, just go. And, and it's, it's so great because you, um, you feel so good at the end and you have such a Um, something big to look back on, you know, after I, after I finish all these, I'm just going to kind of look back and say, wow, that was, I know, that was amazing. (laughs) You know, what, why didn't I do that sooner? Um, so I I would say, you know, just get up and, and go do it and, you know, make, make somebody else want to do that. Put, put a trend, you know, make a, make a path set an example i think it's I think it's big That's awesome. I think it's big to teach other people and to uh you know and do it as a as a group too it's, you know so many mm-hmm. people so many people are alone and and uh you know they need that that group mentality or they need those people in their lives and it's a perfect community for for people to do that and reach new people and and you know kind of find a passion in life.
0: I agree. That's very well said. You know, it reminds me of, um, have you ever watched the movie or read the book Into the Wild by John Krakauer?
1: Um, I've seen the movie. Yeah.
0: So do you remember at the end when Chris McCandless is in the bus and he's just withering away, writing in his journal? And he's been alone in the wilderness for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And he wrote something along the lines of how we're not meant to do life alone. Right. Like it's cool it, getting out there sometimes just being by right. yourself but we're we're meant to connect yeah, with other absolutely. people, and and that was something that he he learned unfortunately the hard way out there you yep.
1: know yeah that's what a great what yeah. a great movie I the book that the book's better but um mm-hmm. yeah you know it's just people do need that and you know people do need their alone time and 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 finding themselves but man if you can if you can pair up with somebody it's it's amazing
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in every Monday to hear new stories from High Pointers. For more information on the official High Pointers Club, visit highpointers.org. To contact the editors of the High Pointer Club magazine, Apex to Zena, email newsletter at highpointers.org.